0: Hey there, I'm Julie, and this is the Married to Addiction podcast. If you're here, then you're probably what I call my secret sister. We're in a situation we never asked to be in and fighting a battle we never wanted to fight. We're women who are married to an alcoholic, and it affects every inch of our lives. If that sounds like you, then I want you to know that this is a safe place for you to land. Married to Addiction is a faith-based podcast where I'll help you find the tools and strength you need to navigate your husband's addiction without losing yourself in the process. So please subscribe and tune in as often as you're able. Because your husband's recovery is important, but so is yours. Hey there, before we get started today, I just want to make sure that you know about the Secret Sister Circle. This is something that I have just created. It's a brand new membership for my Secret Sisters, meaning other wives of alcoholics, that I really would love to have you join me in. It basically is a path to take you from being where you're at right now, which if you're like me, you're probably in the middle of feelings of hopelessness and despair and confusion, um, just not really knowing what to do, where to turn, and feeling like there's no end in sight. So I wanted to create kind of a journey for you to get you from that place into the restoration and wholeness that I know you can have in your life. Uh, even as the wife of an alcoholic. So the whole vision for the membership is to get you off the emotional roller coaster of having an alcoholic spouse and just feeling like you're at the mercy of that day after day. We'll help you work through learning exactly what you can do to improve things instead of just feeling like you have to sit around and hope and pray that things are going to change someday. And also it helps you feel not so alone because you'll have a community of other sisters who are going through the same things that you are. So bottom line, if you need support and direction through the day-to-day struggle of being the wife of an alcoholic, then this membership is absolutely for you. I would absolutely love for you to join me. You can just go to my website, MarriedToAddiction.com, and look for the tab that says Secret Sister Circle. I hope to see you there. Hello, and welcome to Episode 19 of the Married to Addiction Podcast. Today's podcast episode is entitled, It's Okay to Grieve Your Relationship. I think that this is something that Wives of Alcoholics don't hear very often, and I think it's really important that we talk about it, because there's a couple of different parts to this that I really want you to hear today. So the first thing I want you to know is that if you are grieving the way things used to be, it's normal. We don't really expect to end up in this situation when we get married. Um, You know, sometimes we'll have some indication that there might be something wrong, uh, but maybe we think, well, it's not that bad or it's something that I can deal with, and then it gets worse and we end up in a really bad situation and so does our husband. Or sometimes we literally have no idea. Sometimes, you know, the person that we marry does not have a substance abuse problem and it develops over time and ends up overtaking both of our lives his and ours so in either of those scenarios we end up feeling like we really wish that things were the way they used to be and we miss that and we think about it all the time and we we grieve that and a lot of times we we live there we live in that and the the fairy tale of the past of how things used to be and we're constantly thinking about that and comparing how things are now to how things used to be so it's okay to grieve the way that things used to be that's normal it's a loss it's also okay to grieve your life as it was before before you were in this in the space of torment and um, difficulty and pain and struggle and overwhelm all of the feelings that being married to an alcoholic bring into our lives, it's okay to to look back and and grieve when it wasn't like that because obviously it used to be different. and now it's now it's so much worse and it's normal and natural to look back and remember how your life was before all the pain and difficulty. It's normal to grieve the relationship that you want. So maybe your relationship hasn't always been perfect. Maybe it's it was better before than it is now, but maybe it just really never did work out exactly like you thought it was going to when you when you first got married. You know, maybe... Outside of the alcohol issue, there's been a lot of other struggles in your marriage, and you really kind of were thrown off by a lot of different things. And it just, you know, wasn't the way that you thought it was going to be. It wasn't the relationship that you wanted when you first started out. So that's also normal too, to grieve that. Even, you know, if we if we feel like we made a bad decision or whatever it is, like that's, I don't want you to to carry that around with you because we make decisions based on the information that we have at the time. And it's normal if things don't pan out the way you thought that they were going to, that you grieve that. But here's the most important part to all of this. Even though it's okay to grieve those things and to understand that those are losses and to um, address those things as losses, I don't want you to stay there. Staying there is when the problems get bigger, last longer, and can really just do a number on us. So when we stay in the past or the way we were, that is going to consistently breed resentment and anger because you're looking back at the way. He used to be and the way your relationship used to be and the way he used to react to you and he used to love you and the things he used to do for you. And it's not like that now. And so of course, every time you go back there, you're mad, you resent him, you are, you know, resentful of those changes and staying in those feelings can really be a dangerous place to be because that is obviously not good for your mental health. When we stay in the, what I call the if-onlys, so if only he would stop drinking today, next week, within a month, like whatever, if only he um, was around more, like my real husband was around more, if only he was able to help me more, but he can't because he's always drunk, all of those things. When we stay there and we dwell on that and those things over and over again, that keeps you from being able to move forward in any way, shape, or form because you are so focused on if only this, if only that. So it's important that you start to look at the reality of the situation. So things aren't the way they used to be. You are living a more painful life now, a more difficult life now. You don't have the relationship that you wanted. That is the reality. And it's hard to really face that and look it in the face instead of going back to thinking about the way things were before and the if-onlys and all that stuff. But we have to do that because, yes, it would be great if things are different. But right now, they're not. So what I want you to start to focus on instead are the possibilities. Because it may seem, if you're focusing on all of the things I just talked about, that there is no good. There is no possibility. There is no, you know, nothing positive to look at at all or to focus on. It's just all bad. But I want you to start thinking about it this way. Stop focusing on what isn't changing and what you can't change, i.e. another person and their behavior and start focusing on what can you change. Because here's the thing. Focusing on what you can't change and what isn't changing isn't going to change anything but the way that you feel. That's it. It's only changing the way that you feel. It's not making any change in any situation and any person, anything else. It's only affecting you. That's it. Staying in resentment, staying in anger, staying in those if-onlys and all of those things is not bettering anything, and you can't change any of that. So what can you change? What can you do? And it's hard to get to the spot sometimes because we feel so desperate when we're in this situation, but I promise you there are things that you can change that will make the situation feel easier, feel lighter. It's not going to necessarily, you know, change your husband, but there are things that you can change on your side. So how can you still find joy in your life? You know, joy when we're married to an alcoholic isn't necessarily going to find us. You know, we're probably not going to come home to dinner made and a a bouquet of flowers on the kitchen counter. Probably not going to happen. We're probably not going to be taken on a super romantic, fabulous date where our husband is sober. You know, we're probably not going to be able to find joy on a regular basis on our relationship right now, in our relationship right now. But where can you find it? You might have to be a little bit more intentional about seeking it out, but I promise you there is still joy to be found in your life. Same with peace. I know so well when you are living with an alcoholic, peace is so hard to come by but it is also absolutely critical. Without peace, you are staying in that state of torment, anxiety, overwhelm, where you can't breathe, you can't function, you can't think about anything else. Like just, you know, for me, it resulted in the hives that I've talked about before. Um, It can cause health problems, heart problems, blood pressure problems, um, problems at your job. I mean, all of those things you have to seek out peace. You have to try to find it. It comes from God. I'll just go ahead and give you a heads up on that. (laughs) That perfect peace, they call it the peace that passes understanding for a reason, because it makes no sense how you can have this feeling of peace with all of this chaos going around you. But it exists, It is yours for the asking, and I encourage you to seek it out. What promises of God can you hold on to right now? I want you to Google that today at some point. What are the promises of God? And I want you to choose three or four that really stand out to you. Because guess what? If God promised it, it's going to happen. He, he does not make promises that he falls back on. He is God. He keeps his word. So I want you to go look at some of God's promises, and I want you to pull out three or four. I want you to write them on a Post-it or save them in your notepad or put them somewhere where you can see them. And I want you to read them out loud to yourself every single day hold on to those promises. They are yours. What can God do in your life right now? How can he work in your life right now? There are probably things that he's trying to work out in you. There are probably things that he's trying to change your perspective on. There are, you know, for me, there were a number of things that came up when I was walking through this path that with my husband that I needed to look at myself. And I was like, when when I first started feeling that um, you know, that that nudge from God about how, well, yeah, he's doing A B C, but let's talk about how you did XYZ. And I really started thinking about the fact, okay, <laughs> it's actually not all about him. Hmm. Okay, well, this is not a comfortable thing to face, but it's true. That's true. And I did need to face it. And I did need to make some changes and they have changed my life for the better in so many ways. God never tries to, to correct us or to adjust our attitude, the way we're thinking, etc., without it being for our own good. So I promise you that will be the case for you as well. So what can God do in your life right now? What can be worked out in you? What, uh, what benefit could come from this? Who would have ever thought when I was in the middle of, of my situation that I was going to be sitting here holding a microphone, talking on a, on a podcast, encouraging other women? Like, can, can, you, can you think about maybe something in your life that you could be doing for other people? Not necessarily as it relates to this, because if you're still in the middle of it, it's hard. But what can God do in your life right now? And what can you do right now to move forward how can you move forward whether your husband moves forward or stays where he is for another month another year another 10 years that is not under your control what can you do to move forward how can you seek out peace in your life seek out joy in your life what can you change because sitting around in the if only's and the way things used to be and The way that things were, you know, before, the relationship that you wanted, that you didn't get, staying there does not change anything but you. And it's not for the better. So as hard as it is, and as frustrating as it can feel sometimes, what can you change? Stop focusing on what isn't changing, friend, because that's only changing the way that you feel. What can you do? I want you to start thinking about that today. As always, thank you so much for joining me, and I will talk to you next time. At the end of the last few episodes, I have asked you to please do me a favor and go rate and review the Married to Addiction podcast. Some of you have done that, and I'm so incredibly grateful that I wanted to publicly acknowledge some of the just super heartfelt um awesome reviews that have been left that have just really touched my heart the last one that i received said thank you it's only been one day listening but i already feel like i found my safe place i felt so lost and since i've heard your podcast i've viewed and faced this so differently thank you there was another one too that i just loved. it says uh, validation confirmation oh julie i can't thank you enough for sharing your story of struggle and pain with all of us you are telling so many of our stories and it feels so good to be seen We are not alone in this fight. And most importantly, you remind us that God is with us every step of the way. You validate our feelings, give us comfort, and show us that there is hope despite the statistics. Secret sisters indeed. Sisters who need each other to weather this storm. Thank you for your work. It is healing me and blessing others. So I just wanted to share a couple of those with you. It's just, like I said, it just absolutely warms my heart to know that you are out there and that my words are helping you. That is what all of this is about. So thank you so much for taking the time to leave a review and a rating. I will continue to share these at the end of the next few episodes just because I really want to share your words and just Again, you know, be thankful and grateful that you took the time to leave a rating and a review. If you haven't done that yet, I would absolutely love for you to. It doesn't have to be a long review. Um, Even a short one would be super helpful. Even just if you wanted to go in there and, and tap the rating, that would also be very appreciated. It just helps me get my message out to more people. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you again to those of you who have left a rating and review.